The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network, and now in association with IndiePW.com. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, and in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. And listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcast, CastBox, and all those other podcatchers out there. As always, I am Carl Carafel. And I am Big Joe. And welcome back to Turnbuckle Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Carl, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling. Before we get into all the bulk of our topics, before we hit the old record button here, Carl, we're just talking about uh, the weather is finally taking a bit of a turn here. We are into, well, it's March 9th as we're sitting here recording. We just got through daylight savings time, so we lost an hour yesterday, which uh, I'm never really crazy about. Um, But at least down here in southern Ontario, Canada, where I'm located, the weather's starting to turn. Uh, I was actually out today, went for a walk for a coffee and was able to kind of walk outside without a coat on for a little bit, which is actually kind of nice for a change. And I know that things aren't necessarily that warm where you guys are. You still have a little bit of snow there, but spring is around the corner, my friend. Finally, it has come. But I live in Northern Ontario, mm-hmm. so I don't know if this is um, Indian summer, if this is third winter, if this is... <laughs> gotcha winter if this is who knows what this is because we're having right now a little bit of melting going on Mm -hmm. there's supposed to be freezing rain coming tonight and then in the next couple of days there's supposed to be snow again damn it so yeah for us winter just doesn't ever seem to end (laughs) yeah yeah Anyways, let's get on to our, our regular discussion here. Let's talk a little. I actually wasn't originally intending on this, but I figured we, we'd uh, we better mention it. This is such a kind of a weird thing. Just the whole placement of this show here, Carl. We're talking about the Illumination uh, Chamber pay per view. You know, we're just coming off uh, this Saudi deal, and we had to slam something in here between Saudi and WrestleMania. What's really weird about this is, I mean, this was definitely, you could tell this was definitely a rushed thing. We didn't even have a, a men's singles elimination chamber match, which I can't remember the last time that that occurred. Right. But what's really bizarre is that this felt very rushed and very kind of thrown together, but there was some decent wrestling on this car, believe it or not. And let's kind of get into it here briefly. I'm pulling up the the match card of what happened here. And they let off on the the main card with that with actually a match that I wasn't even aware of. And then this is kind of very telling of the show here: uh, Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan in a match that went just shy of fifteen minutes. And I did catch some of this. I didn't sit down and watch the whole show, just so you guys are fully aware. I kind of watched a forty-minute Reader's Digest kind of condensed version of the show because I just didn't have enough time to watch the whole deal here. But these guys put together a pretty damn good uh, technical wrestling match here it's it's a damn shame that this wasn't promoted more because they off with a really good uh match on the main card here i mean again it's it comes back to placement of matches and it's something that i've said all the time you Mm -hmm. you start out with something really good get that crowd hyped and so so that hopefully by the time that you know halfway point comes you can throw in another one to Mm -hmm. kind of boost the level of the people going you know to the very end so uh weirdly was it put there i don't think so i think that mm-hmm. that was the perfect spot to put that yeah 
It, it was good. They they didn't do too, always talk about this about doing too much on that first match. They did enough to to kind of generate some interest, but they, they didn't go over the top to bury the rest of the card, which I think is very key with that opening match. Yes. And then uh, next up was one that, for, at least for myself, was pretty forget forgettable. We had and- Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo for the WWE United States Championship. And this was kind of one of those ones where I was just kind of there, checked it out, didn't blow me out of this, uh, blow me out of the world, or didn't blow me out of the water very much. It was just kind of there. Um, then we had a tag team match. We had ourselves a tag team elimination chamber match. This got uh, a little nutty here, Carl. Here's the people involved. We had The Miz and Morrison, New Day, Usos, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, and Mr. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Uh, they went just shy of 33 minutes on this. This was, there was some cool stuff here, but it, it felt like we had to get like every kind of spot that you can imagine in this match just for the sake of getting the spots in. That, that's why I took away from this. Yeah, definitely that's how it felt to me as well. I mean, Heavy Machinery coming out with some really cool stuff coming off at like the top of the uh, the pods inside the chamber. Yep. Uh, good stuff to see, right? Like, I mean, it was it was good to see, but it was just like spot fest, spot fest, mm-hmm. spot fest, spot fest, unfortunately. And I think that they, if done properly, they could have really done some good stuff with this and really built more story. Yep towards wrestlemania yeah again the theme of the show rushed put together card and it definitely reflects in the matches here miz and morrison of course uh defeating everybody and holding on to those titles uh next up we had alistair black versus aj styles in a no dq match this was a decent match for the most part Uh, some shenanigans with uh gals and anderson coming out and then we hear the gong and Undertaker comes out and attacks AJ Styles, essentially setting up the match at WrestleMania. Now, I've had some time to kind of think about this here, Carl, and I f- find this very interesting. And listening to a recent episode of Jargo and Rick with the Hitting the Marks Processing Podcast, and I got to agree with Jargo on this one, that I feel like the WrestleMania matchup that would have been a lot more intriguing would not have been Undertaker versus AJ Styles, but Undertaker versus Aleister Black would have been the more intriguing matchup going into WrestleMania. But it doesn't seem to be going that way. It looks like it is going to be Undertaker versus AJ at WrestleMania. I definitely have to agree with you and Jargo on this. Uh, I mean, looking at everything that's there, I mean, The Undertaker, I get it. Like, every year he comes back, he's got the one match or the couple of matches that he does throughout the year, but we don't have that that character mm-hmm. anymore in a prominent role. Yep. What better way to bring some prominence back to, like, a dead man type of character? Now, nobody is going to ever be able to replace The Undertaker. No one. But... Alistair Black could really mold that into something of his own as he has been doing already. And we could have seen a more Undertaker-esque prominent type of role with Alistair Black and that being passed on to Alistair as opposed to a match with AJ Styles. Now I get with AJ Styles as well. That's a dream match that people have talked about. So WWE is giving a dream match Mm -hmm. that feels like all that this is. And what's interesting, we had mentioned with Aleister Black, is already kind of built in to his gimmick, his entrance. I, I, I don't know if he would uh, claim any kind of inspiration from Undertaker on this, but he's almost like rising from out of the like, uh, from the dead, just the way that he. Yeah. I'm glad that they brought this back because they, they took it away for a little while, but they brought it back to where they basically they prop him up on the, on this deal, and then kind of does his entrance. They, they they took that. I'm glad that's something that's returned because it's yeah, uh, it, it adds to that whole ambiance of the of that entrance and. Yeah, a bit of a missed opportunity here, in my opinion. But, I mean, AJ versus Undertaker will, will still be good. Again, I'm pulling from our, our friends Rick and Jargo on this. With guys like Undertaker, they they really thrive, especially later in their careers, working off of these guys that create a lot of space and a lot of motion, a lot of speed and over the top. And um, it could make for an interesting matchup. So hopefully they pull uh, something off there pretty good because I know this isn't technically on uh, – the, the card here, but on a run, I went through, I don't know if you've had a chance to actually look at the, the upcoming card for WrestleMania, but I have the, 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 the predicted card. I'll, I'll just kind of um, 
spew them off here just to give everybody an idea. We're looking at 16 total matches here. So we'll just run through them briefly. We're looking at Lesnar versus Predicted. Ma- predicted. Uh, predicted. Th- These are not yeah. set in stone yet, people. <laughs> this looks pretty pretty darn close, though. So we got Lesnar versus, and this is by no means in order of appearance. Lesnar versus Drew. Goldberg versus Roman. Becky versus Shayna. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Bray versus Cena, Undertaker versus AJ, Edge versus Randy Orton, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the Women's Battle Royal match, uh, the Women's Tag Team match, which looks like it's going to be a six-person tag, um, then the SmackDown Women's Title match, which is a one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven people involved in that one. The SmackDown Tag Team title uh, match, the Raw Tag Team title match, the United States title match, the IC title match. That's going to be, that's a lot to cram into one day, dude. And uh, if there was ever a time for maybe a two-day split in this thing, I I don't know, man. Um, This is going to be, if they cram all this into one day, it's going to be very exhausting to watch. It definitely will be very exhausting to watch. I mean, in this situation, let's say that this is the card and we've got these 16 matches. Now, when people hear a title match, they are expecting extravagance coming out of it. Mm -hmm. And we have what? I see U.S. tag, tag, women's, women's, NXT women's, um, world heavyweights. (laughs) We've got universal. Like we've got like that's that's nine that I've rhymed off. Right. That's nine title matches that are and title matches are supposed to be the spectacle that is going on. Are we really going to be able to make all of these a good spectacle match? No, we are not, (laughs) which means that we're going to get half assed matches going on. We're going to get half assed production. We're going to get half assed everything out of the talents because they just okay yeah yeah okay yeah we got to go out there and do this and we're going to try to make this the best that we can but i mean how do we follow up the spectacle from that or from that uh, title match and from that title match and from that title match and are we going to go out there and kill ourselves and then on top of that are we going to make it an 18 hour show because you're going to need 18 hours to be able to get through all of this And make it good. So they're just setting themselves up for failure doing this by, I mean, just, ah, ah. And as we say around the HTM Podcast Network here, and I'm going to say it again, no more titles, no more belts. That's enough. These don't feel special anymore. Like the, uh, the ice, especially the IC title and the United States title match. It's like everybody gets a freaking title these days. It doesn't feel special anymore. The titles don't mean what they used to mean. Oh, um, I know there's some potential for some good matchups coming up at WrestleMania, but dude, like it's, uh, it's crowded and yeah. In AEW, they're talking about bringing in a mid-card title. No more freaking titles, please. It's an, <laughs> if I'm a professional wrestling, there's just too many, but I digress. Let's get back to our Elimination Chamber run here. Okay. Street Profits <laughs> versus Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. This was a decent uh, match here. And wait, wait. There is no more Buddy. Oh, it's not just Murphy. Not your Buddy Murphy, just Murphy. That's right. That's weird. That's weird. I'm not going to be able to wrap my head around it. Um, my favorite part of this wasn't the match itself. My favorite part of this was KO Kevin Owens uh, having fun at ringside with the popcorn. Uh, that was right. kind of the that was kind of the highlight of the match there for me. Uh, Coming out with a fresh box yeah. of popcorn, super yellow mm. uh, from all the butter that's on it. Hands of course, all greasy, taking yeah, it, throwing it in the face of Seth Rollins. Like, here, have some popcorn, <laughs> and then offering it to other people. Yeah other talent out at rings like just mm-hmm. that was satirical gold and i loved seeing that yep as for the match itself the the big stand for me montez ford that guy that guy is a spark plug in that ring uh, i'm glad that they're finally doing something with these guys except for the uh the backstage stuff which was okay but it was getting kind of annoying where it's just the constantly we want the smoke we want the smoke like, okay, guys, we get it now. Have an actual freaking wrestling match. Get in there. Thankfully now, you know, these guys have a title, so it actually means something a little bit, kind of. <laughs> but, uh, you know, nice to see these guys actually getting to work in the ring because they're, they're pretty good. They're, 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 yep. they're good. I enjoy them. They are. 
So good to see. Uh, next match, not so much here, Carl. <laughs> we had Sami Zayn. This, this is just the setup and the whole concept of this is a little weird. A three-on-one handicap match for the Intercontinental for a singles title. Okay, so d- let me just repeat that for everybody. We had a three-on-one handicap match for a singles title. D- just the idea of it doesn't make any sense. Sami Zayn and Nakamura and Cesaro versus Braun Strowman. Um, I don't know what to say about this one, dude. This was uh, very disappointing, and especially for the Intercontinental title itself. As we said before, as Canadians, this almost feels kind of like our title inside the WWE. And boy, did they drop the ball on this deal here, Carl, at least in my opinion. I fully agree that 100% they dropped the ball on this here. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but our... Um, handicap matches not supposed to be like everybody is inside of the ring at one time and you've got the three on one (laughs) because it's a handicap. Instead, we saw them tagging in and out, which confused me for a minute. Maybe, maybe rules have changed, but I, I, I don't remember when they've changed. And then are you freaking kidding me? Okay. Now I, I I don't mind that that you know Sami Zayn has got that title now. Yeah. I don't mind that. But you just put the freaking belt <laughs> on Braun Strowman. Everybody's loving it because finally Braun Strowman has got himself a championship how dare he and you've taken over. it away from him, you stupid idiots. How how dare he get himself over? That that's what it is, man. Uh somebody gets themselves over and Vince has to clip their wings before they soar too high. Um I'm okay with Sammy getting a title because I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Sammy Zayn. I will say with, with him right now, even just Carl, even just his appearance, looks like he doesn't give a doesn't look like he gives a you know what out there, right? right? Uh, he doesn't look like a professional wrestler really anymore, in my opinion. But yeah, just I'm I'm torn over this match. Uh, you had mentioned the rules. Hey, WWE twists the rules. They don't. Even, I don't think they even know or pay attention to the rules anymore. Um, we see rope breaks in no DQ matches. We see all kinds of weird stuff. Having said that, <laughs> speaking of weird stuff, we have our last match of the um, pay per view. I don't even know if I can really call them pay per views anymore. They don't feel like pay per views anymore. They just feel like longer regular shows. Uh, we had a women's elimination chamber match for to. To find out who's going to face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 36, we had Natalia, Liv Morgan, Asuka, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan, and Shayna Baszler in this. Um, I am kind of okay with this, but at the same time, I'm not. I'm really torn about this because I, I I think it's booked the right way uh, for Shayna, but for just for me, it just a, completely buries everybody else at the same time. Yes, it did. Um. I mean, Natalia, again, I mean, I love Natalia, but just it, yeah, I, I've just, I feel uncomfortable about this, the way this match is done. I, I get it. I mean, of course, going into this too, I mean, I think everybody knew who's going to, what the outcome of this match was going to be. If it would have been anything else, it would have been odd. Just, it just, it didn't feel like the, I don't know if it makes sense. It just didn't feel like everybody kind of really earned their spot or was really kind of should have been. And they're just, I don't know. This just felt like a mess and it just felt thrown together to me. And like I said, that's just the theme of this show. Um, it was just, let's just hand the win to Shayna Baszler. And as you all are aware, I can't stand her style in that ring. It's all punching and kicking. She has that one grappling move and that's it, man. It's just, it's, I get she's over and as a heel. Having said that now too, the whole psychology is backwards again too, because obviously Shane is going to be the, the, the face in this, but she's not a face. She's a bad guy. It just, it, it, it's so weird. This whole dynamic that they have going, Oh, they just, I'm so confused, man. This, this whole deal. I definitely, definitely I am as well. Yeah. I mean, like I, I totally don't understand. Do I get it? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, who else are you really going to have considering everything that you're doing and trying to build for WrestleMania? Shayna Baszler is, is the name that you're going to have to go with, but you're right. The psychology over everything is now turned to make her, uh, a face. Yeah. And, and I get it. You're going to kind of have to. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Like this just, they did. I, I don't, 
I don't think that they had the right people in there, and no. I don't think that this maybe really should have been no. the main event match. And Natalia was getting her ass handed to her. She looked like she was getting legitimately. Like, there was one spot where she got yeah. thrown kind of between the chamber and the ring post, and she like held her jaw after like maybe she cracked it off the the ring post or something like. Yeah, just a, I don't know how to feel about this match. My only kind of highlight, and this is might sound a little strange, but like I said, as, as a, a, I'll just say it. My one thing that I did like from this match, Ruby Riot, just the the way that she kind of looked in the match, uh, kind of jumping the gun with the St. Patrick's Day look. That's not until March seventeenth. But uh, I was digging the way that she looked in the ring. Uh, I guess that's one positive to, to take away from this match. As a heterosexual male wrestling fan, I thought she looked pretty hot in there. But other than that, man, I could take or leave it with this match. And this Me whole too. show. This whole show. Yeah, I mean, un- unfortunately, that's that's just the way that it was. And, I mean, there's nothing that we can do about it, nothing we can change about it. Nope. We can only discuss it and talk about it and give our gripes like we are doing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this whole Shayna Baszler thing, um, her only move set is kick, punch, kick, punch, Submission. and put you into a chokehold, and then you're out. Yep. Like, are you are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. This is a professional wrestling show. Yep. If you want, if you don't want to learn professional wrestling and just continue to do MMA, go back and do MMA only. Yeah. The uh, one really puzzling thing, and this is coming from the internet wrestling community about Shayna Baszler, is that um, people are clamoring for this Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey thing. They're like, oh, uh, it's two MMA people. They can play off of all the history that they have together. That's where my red flag, my my middle gear slot, ding, kind of thing comes up, and I go, wait, 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 wait a second. All this history that they have together, the only thing in common that these two have is that they are both in MMA. Have come over to wrestling. They have never had a match together. They've never really trained together. They've never had a professional wrestling match together either. All this history, these two get to have no history with each other and no reason to fight each other, other than the fact that they are both former MMA fighters that are now into professional wrestling. Um, well, were, were they not uh, part like both of them part of that four horsewomen type of of uh, stable ish kind of thing in MMA? Like are, that are was they only not in wrestling. Considered part of that. That was only ever in wrestling. That never took place in, in MMA. They were never okay. like considered like a group. They don't do like factions and all that kind of stuff over in MMA. That, that doesn't exist. No, no, no. I, I totally understand yeah. that they don't do that in MMA. Yeah. That's that's totally an entertainment yeah. thing for for professional wrestling. Yeah. I get that. But were they not like like close friends outside of the world of MMA? And like the four of them were always together, and that's kind of how the touting of the four horsewomen of MMA kind of came into being. I mean, Ronda was there for maybe a little bit of that, but they never really had any kind of close ties or anything. It's not like they're yeah. in a group. And I mean, Shafir and Duke there, I mean, who the hell knows what's going on with them? I, I mean, I, I kind of had a feeling that I was going to fall through at the, be- the beginning. Um, yeah. Not everybody can make that move from MMA to, <clears throat> to professional wrestling or vice versa. And, yeah, you know, just this whole thing with her and Ronda, I mean, I, I – I, I don't see all the hubbub about this. So all oh, these two have so much history. No, no, they don't. And yeah. uh, But whatever, man. Let's uh, go off on a bit of a tangent. Uh, one cool thing that did happen, though, and this is un-WW-related, of course, uh, coming off of AEW Revolution on the episode of Diamond right after, they opened the show, as you should, when there was a big title win, John Moxley opened up the Dynamite uh, show with one hell of a, uh, I like to call him, kind of like a come home kind of promo there. Uh, that's how you uh, get over a championship win with the crowd. That was fantastic. I don't know about you. It, 100% it was. I mean, that is Wrestling 101 right there. Uh, they have perfectly done what they were supposed to do with that. Um, it was just a perfect way to even start it. I mean, coming off of that that show, that Saturday night show that they did, to come into your Wednesday show mm-hmm. with the brand new champion, first thing because that's what people remember from the last show that's what they need to see on the first show to keep everything tied together and relevant yeah it was perfect my favorite spot of the whole promo was when he was talking about you know we're being back professional you could tell he was looking right into the camera almost as if he's speaking to some people and saying it's like we're bringing professional wrestling back to the fans who want to see 
actual professional wrestling. I, I just, I really like the, the whole, like I said, I love that it kicked off the show. That, that, that was just perfectly placed. And this wasn't the only cool promo that we saw on the show here, Carl. Oh, no. <laughs> Later on, oh. we had Cody Rhodes uh, out in a very odd, like just, I will say just kind of off on the side, that suit slash coat slash whatever he was wearing with it was, it was like it, it looked kind of strange but beside the point um somebody very unexpected came out and we're talking about mr jake the snake roberts and chills all i can say is i had chills and he delivered a, a jake the snake classic promo and yeah, I'm still kind of kind of in shock, and just the the way that it was worded still leaves like he did. They didn't give everything away. Just it was really well done, really well done. I expected nothing less <laughs> coming from Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, this man has built a career on being able to talk and yeah. uh, back things up with his work inside of the ring. Mm-hmm. The, the master of promo, I, I, I mean, that's that's what I've always said and always called him. He's the master of promo. And why? Because he grips you. Yep. You are invested into every single word he says. Yep. I think for myself, the most beautiful thing that he did in there was that he was cutting his promo. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of stops and goes... Almighty Caesar. Yeah. Oh Caesar, Almighty oh Caesar. Yeah. And and just like kind of given that little bit of a dig in there going, you think you're the god, mm-hmm. just you wait. And then at the very end the um the wording that he used where he says years ago I was told never turn your back on, right? Like I mean Oh, never turn your back on somebody you fear or somebody that you respect. And then he turns his back and just tosses the microphone over his shoulder. Like, wow. Wow. Now, now we can't take away from the fact that he is going to be managing somebody Mm -hmm. within AEW, which means that we are going to be seeing more. Jake the Snake Roberts, my God, I am so happy about that because I have always been a fan of Jake the Snake Roberts. You guys can't see it, neither can you, Big Joe, but my pillowcase (laughs) actually has Jake the Snake Roberts on it. Yes, I'm one of those types of people. (laughs) I still have the novelty pillowcases on my bed. I am just super excited about this, and I don't care if it's... Uh, Matt Hardy. I don't care if it's uh, Archer. I don't care if it's uh, who's that other guy, um, Brody. 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 Uh, uh, Brody Lee. Brody Lee. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. I don't care who mm-hmm. it is. Whoever it is is already going to be on a higher pedestal just because of Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, him making reference to like this dark side is coming to to uh, almost said almost said WWE to coming to AEW and just leaving it very open ended, leaving it to speculation. Like like you said, it could be Archer, it could be Brody Lee, uh, maybe maybe he's going to be with the Dark Order. Just le- leaving the leaving it kind of open there. And yeah, when like we said, even when he left, and uh, I don't know if you picked up on this, but this again, me, I, I pick up on those very small details. Like I said, when when Jake pitched the microphone, if you if you really paid attention, Cody actually caught it out of midair too. So good on Cody for catching that yep. <laughs> mic in mid flip there. And uh, yeah, just I thought it was really well done. Of course, though, Carl coming out of this or the internet wrestling community, of course, there are people that are going to be, be crapping all over this, and uh, that definitely happened too. People are like, I love you, Jake, but what was with that promo, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> words. I, I, I have no words. Um, the internet wrestling community will shit over anything when they have the opportunity, and uh, just it's a shame. I thought it was fantastic. Again, of course, there's going to be people that, that disagree. I, I thought this was was fantastic. It, it didn't give too much away, but it, it's enough to keep you kind of invested there. Yeah. Yep. So I'm really <laughs> curious to see what they're going to use with uh, and do with him. It's uh, I've all the faith in the world that it's going to be something good knowing Jake. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Something else that's pretty good here, Carl, we're talking about pro wrestling illustrated. They did this uh, deal. I'm not sure if this kind of ties into uh, their their top kind of 500 that they do, but uh, I think this is coming a little bit earlier than that. Uh, They voted their best wrestler of the decade uh, over at uh, PWI and AJ Styles is who they pick. Um, What do you think about this pick? I'm totally okay with this pick. We're talking the entire decade, people. We're not just talking uh, 2019 into 2020. We are talking from like 2010 to 2020. And I mean, who who better to have gone uh, pretty much with every major promotion in the world the guy has been with? So definitely a great pick for that Um we're only going to stick with this because we're not going to get into some of the other names that are on this this mm-hmm. whole list and stuff because some of them are just totally ridiculous and, and <laughs> off the wall. And, yep. you know, if you guys want to hear a little bit more about that, uh, there was an episode done of Hitting the Marks podcast with our friends uh, uh, Rick and Jargo. Yep. Go please listen to that because they give an amazing breakdown on the entire thing that was there. Mm-hmm. So please go and listen to them um, for more on that because they've said it perfectly and I don't want to rehash anything that they've said, but (laughs) AJ Styles, I'm fine with it. Definitely. He, I I think he has earned, you hear that Rick earned it. A couple things on that, uh, with with earned, um, and the term I like to use deserved. I'm going to, I'm going to meet Rick halfway, halfway here on this one. I'm going to come up with my own word. He discerned it. He discerned it. Uh, I'm going to create my own word there just to, just to blow Rick's mind. Um, having said that, uh, with AJ, what I, what I think uh, does it here with this, Carl, is, I mean, this man, with the exception of, off the top of my head, uh, Lucha Underground, NXT, I mean, this guy has appeared in every major wrestling promotion and has excelled in every single one of them that he's been a part of. So uh, f- for me, just that alone does it. I mean, there's some other people that... Uh, that I could have maybe considered like Okada and at least few, but I mean, Okada is just in new Japan. Uh, AJ has been all over the place. And like I said, has excelled everywhere that he's gone. Ring of honor, WWE, um, impact, uh, new Japan. I mean, just uh, his, his career and everything. It just, it's, it, it's, it speaks for itself. It definitely, it does. Yeah. And yeah, I, I can't say it any better and I am okay with that pick. Absolutely. Something else, WWE related, WWE related now. That, uh, <laughs> too many W's. Yeah, too many W's. Um, this is one that's been kind of brewing for a while here, Carl. And I, I think that this might actually finally happen. And we're talking about the Revival. Uh, this is probably one of the most horribly underrated and underused tag teams in WWE these days, uh, at least according to myself. And it looks like these guys are going to let their contract out run out with WWE. And... Looks like they might be testing the waters to go somewhere else, and it, it, it's hard to kind of pick where they where they should go. I think that they would literally do well anywhere. Um, I think the only place I maybe wouldn't recommend is Impact because I don't think that they would get paid or used the, the way that they're kind of deserved, discerned, uh, or earned or whatever. And but li- I think literally anywhere these guys could go, they'll be successful. They're they're one of these throwback kind of teams where they use that, they, they cut the ring off when they're, they're wrestling and uh, just say they have that old school kind of feel to them. So, you know, NWA, Ring of Honor, uh, AEW, I mean, pff, the, the sky's the limit for these guys. They could go anywhere. Definitely is. And you talked about this as something that's been brewing for a while. Mm-hmm. It's been brewing almost as long as that egg salad fart that you've been holding in during the office <laughs> meeting. That Just wow. like that. Um, definitely this is something that, uh, I think should have happened a while ago and I yeah. wish it would have to yep. be able to allow the revival to kind of go and, and do their own thing. I mean, within the WWE where you're looking at the tag teams being either, uh, comedic or being thrown together yep. all the time. And that's all that it is. There really isn't any actual tag teams in the business there anymore which really sucks because that's what these guys are these guys are hardcore old school professional wrestling tag team specialists yes Mm -hmm. i will even call them specialists 100 percent. that's what they are absolutely now going from that 
Something that um, we just kind of changed here on the fly. We were originally going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, this lawsuit that these firefighters down in the States are having with WWE, but there just wasn't a whole lot of meat on the bone there for that topic here, Carl. So in its place, I thought we would have a little bit of fun here and some speculation uh, between the two of us here. And, you know, possibly with our, our listeners as well, this is something that uh, you guys can kind of pitch in on as well. And we're talking about dream or possible mashups that we want to see in 2020 and specifically one you know, that hasn't happened and that you want to see happen here, Carl. Now, I think I'll lead off with my pick and then, and you can kind of give yours. Mine's a really interesting one. And, and this is one that could, possibly happen in either Ring of Honor or NWA, you know, just knowing kind of the partnership that they have kind of going on there. And we're talking about a meeting of a couple of real powerhouses, a couple of hosses here, Carl. And we're talking about Bully Ray versus Dan Moff. That's a, a dream kind of matchup scenario that I want to see. I don't care if it happens in NWA or Ring of Honor, just make it happen somewhere. Dude, th- this would be an amazing, hard-hitting, entertaining match to watch. 100% you're right. It definitely would be that <laughs> something that, uh, like you said, uh, big powerhouses, big mm-hmm. houses, um, you know, and the listeners that have been around for a while, you guys know that I am in the same mindset. I like to see the bigger guys go out there and, and move in that ring and do, you know, flippy stuff from the top of the rope. I mm-hmm. enjoy that. Um, and, and, and kind of same thing with my pick as well. Um, I'll give my pick here for you. I'm Sweet. looking Keith Lee versus Jeff Cobb. Ooh. Both of those guys are mm. big powerhouses that yeah. can move inside of that ring. Yeah. It is a perfect scenario. Uh, and, and again, I don't care where it happens as long as it is an impact right now. And I understand impact is a Canadian company mm. and that we should be supporting them a little bit more, but yeah. they need to really step up their game for us to support them a little bit more. Please impact do so. <laughs> but yes, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I like NWA. I think NWA would be a perfect place for that to happen or yeah. ring of honor, not AEW well, with way too much exposure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe new Japan us. Well, I think it would have to take place in NXT, given that Keith Lee signed uh, WWE right now with NXT. So that would uh, require uh, Jeff Cobb to basically decide to go to NXT, uh, which I know he, he's essentially still a free agent. So I guess that's always a possibility. But um, cool potential matchup. Uh, it could be tough to make it happen, though. Um, that, Like I said, that would require WWE signing Jeff Cobb, which uh, honestly I don't see happening at the moment. Or that could require Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon and Keith Lee going, screw you, I'm better <laughs> than this, and I'm done with the company. Yeah, that would be something. That would be something. Um, yeah, especially now that, that he's kind of getting a significant push, that would be uh, pretty crazy. Uh, but, uh, of course, the role of professional wrestling, anything can, can happen, and we've seen it before. So, All right, man, before we do our Showstopper segment here, let's do our Match of the Week segment. Uh, mine's going to come from an interesting source here, but I think I'll let you go first and uh, give your, your match of the week, your favorite match of the week in the world. of Sounds good. My match of the week comes from NXT this week. I was very happy and surprised by Isaiah Scott and Austin theory. Mm. Two guys that have been in the independent scene for, for quite some time, uh, making their way up to NXT and putting on a hell of a matchup. I was very intrigued with everything that was happening. Super happy with just the context of everything that was going on inside of that match. They told a little mini story inside there without having to do anything but wrestle. And Mm -hmm. I was happy with that. Oh, excellent pick. Uh, And hopefully they can give kind of Austin Theory a bit of a push because recently... Uh, I can't remember what match it is that he had before this, but I mean, they just buried his ass uh, completely in that match. So I'm hoping that they can bounce back and kind of give this guy a chance. And cause he came in pretty highly touted and they've uh, not really done much with him up to this point. So hopefully they can uh, see the potential there. Cause I mean, that, that, that kid is fantastic. Uh, mine's coming from a bit unexpected source here, Carl. Um, I don't get to watch as much wrestling as I would like to during the, the, the span of the week, just given, you know, work schedules, producing these podcasts my, my time kind of gets eaten up rather quickly um but i was able to with the thanks to rogers tv and the ability to record when i'm not around here with modern technology 
Uh, I record ROH Weekly Television every week, and I don't always get to watch it, but this week I did get to, and the leadoff match for this most recent episode of Ring of Honor, I got a real kick out of here, and it was my match of the week between Alex Zane and Andrew Everett. Um, If you haven't seen this, Go and check it out. Somehow, just uh, search it up. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Or if you watch Ring of Honor on an early basis, just go check out the most recent episode these guys let off the the show. And wow, I mean, just fantastic. The, the best way to kind of describe this is, like I said, just, just go and watch it. Uh, very technical back and forth wrestling just it's everything that you'd would you would want out of a leadoff show to kind of get uh, invested and just some of the, the the moves being done in this ring like uh, Alex Zane he does he did this pendulum face buster kind of move that was just it was just nuts and his finishing move is like a pump handle cobra driver type of thing and it's it's really impressive to watch like some very technical uh complicated moves that they pull off just kind of flawlessly both of these guys i mean just it's it was something to kind of behold so just just go and check it out i mean these guys just knocked out of the park uh, young talents and i mean pff, um even if they end up being down with ring of honor both these guys could go anywhere and be very successful they definitely can good pick All right, Carl, we're going to come back. Sorry, we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to come back with our Showstopper segment. And this is a topic that um, it's it's a little bit tough because I know that this whole thing has kind of been talked to been talked about at nauseum at this point, but we're going to talk about WrestleMania um, and when it comes to the coronavirus and the potential implications there. So we're going to take a brief break, and we'll be right back here, guys. This week's episode is brought to you by Caller Neville. Visit CallerNebelBrand.com where you can get an additional 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, including this week's featured item, the Mirror Pullover Hoodie. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafella back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, and we are at our favorite part of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. We are here to give you our show stoppers segment. Absolutely, Carl. And this week we're going to touch on WrestleMania and the coronavirus. I'll just come out and say it. I know that this has been all over news, everything at nauseum on social media. In my opinion, it's being blown way out of proportion. I know that it's something that's still uh, to keep an eye on. It's obviously not something to just kind of shrug off. It, it is something that is dangerous. But at the same time, just it's the media is just going ape, you know, what on this here, Carl. Now, having said all that, the, the government, I'm not sure exactly what the regulation on it is here in Canada. I know just uh, today, uh, Canada had its first confirmed death uh, over in BC when it comes to the coronavirus. One person, uh, keep that in mind, one person has died in this country, at least uh, of this virus. Um, when it comes to large events, I mean, we're seeing large events being canceled across the board in wrestling and sports and te- in the world of technology and the automobile industry and any of these kind of conferences. Any large gatherings of people are essentially being canceled. Now, WrestleMania is going to be in early August here, Carl. There is a very high probability, I think, that WrestleMania could not happen in its traditional format here this could potentially still be done just without a live audience in attendance i think this is i know it sounds crazy but this there's a potential for this to happen carl there definitely is we do have to make just a quick little correction here wrestlemania uh will be uh not in the early part of august Mm. as big joe has said april i meant to say april yes april April, um yep just just want to put it out there so that people make sure that they know that it is Uh, not august um just in case anybody does want to see it and misses it because they're thinking august damn it um good catch good catch but yeah like this is this again this is just being blown so out of proportion that it is unbelievable and to have all these places going through and canceling stuff mm-hmm. just because of it i mean people do we not understand do we not understand heart disease kills more people the suicide flu. kills more people the flu kills more people <laughs> we need to understand that that all of this whole coronavirus thing is just propaganda what do we have coming up in the United States right now? We have an election coming up, mm-hmm. right? This is just a whole propaganda thing that's happening once again, as it has many times in the past. This isn't anything new. 
the coronavirus has been out there for a long while. This is just a new uh, strain of it, I guess we could say. That, I mean, there's new strains of the flu that happen, right? Uh, We, I mean, we, we got through SARS. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got through all of these different things that were supposed to kill the world and take everybody out and infect everyone. And same thing with this. Come on, people. Use your better judgment in this. Yeah. I've even seen the. They tell you to wash your hands. Just wash your hands. Wash your hands. Keep yourself clean. Like we're even seeing uh, this impact on my, my, my day job. I mean, for the last couple weeks now we've been getting in like a ridiculous amount of inventory to the point like where we're just so overstocked on stuff that we don't need and we already have an abundance of and it's just it's one of those things where hey i mean it's great that we have work to do every single day but it's to the point where like i i can't even put stuff on the shelf anymore it's all going up on the 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 top and it just it's it's a real pain in the ass and just it's i said it's it's great to have work but maybe just it feels like we're, we're doing it for for no particular reason and just if if it was because I know it could potentially happen to because I mean a lot of this stuff is coming from China as well so that's something to to keep in mind because um, they they could just abruptly cut things off too because that's another distinct possibility um, I know there's already some places I don't know so much in Canada but I think in the U S there's places with a lot of empty shelves when it comes to food and products and whatnot but. Yeah, again, I think this is being blown out of proportion. I know it's something that's still potentially dangerous. I mean, just the number of deaths that have happened with this, I mean, are so small. Now, having said that, in China, the the deaths could be much higher because China is notorious for not disclosing things fully mm-hmm. with the, the, the public and governments and whatnot. So, yep. um, so who knows on, on that aspect of it, but... Yeah, it, it would be so strange. I mean, we're looking at other things here. Um, in the video game world, the Electronics Entertainment Expo, uh, Expo, better known as E3, uh, is, is essentially canceled this year. They're going to do like a digital, um, a direct thing where they're basically going to still do a presentation just with no audience. So we'll still be able to watch it, but there won't be any live attendance. And that's going to impact the the video game world big time because a lot of these developers go to these conferences you know, to, to get to share ideas with other developers and to, to work with some of the, uh, the engineers and stuff with Sony and Microsoft to help kind of develop their game. So that, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. isn't going to happen. Same with the Apple uh, conference that was supposed to be happening in, in March. Uh, that is potentially up in the air. And again, that's the WWDC conference, which is the developer conference. So these developers go to these conferences to work with Apple engineers to get help building their apps and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's not going to happen. Google I.O. Uh, isn't going to happen. Again, same thing with that. Same kind of process. Now it's just going to be a direct uh, deal. Um, yeah, just, it's, it would be so weird to see WrestleMania done with nobody in the audience, nobody in the audience. And I mean, I want to give you guys a little bit of an example of how ridiculous that this has even gotten to you. Okay. So, um, for those of you that, that live in Canada or even, uh, some parts of the United States, there's Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons uh, does this, this game called roll up the rim to win. So they have essentially said that they are destroying every single roll up the rim to win cup, but all the other ones are okay. It's just these roll-up cups because of the coronavirus, because of scares, because of uncertainties and unknowns. So they're going to destroy all of these cups that, I mean, every year, every single year, people love this time of the year. Actually, it's it's pushed further back. Normally, it's earlier, but everybody loves it because they get to roll up that rim and see, please play again for 15 times and then get a coffee and they're all excited. (laughs) Right. But they're destroying all of those cups, but it's okay. We'll keep, we'll keep all the regular cups that we've got and we'll just give those cups to people. Um, but yeah, all, all, all these other ones, all these red cups, we, we got to get rid Are you, are you serious right now? And reusable cancel this whole game because of this little scare, (laughs) but still continue to give us the cups Mm. that, uh, you know, could, could possibly be infected as you're claiming with these roll up cups. What is going on? 
and then reusable cups to even their own china mugs. Uh, they're not using those uh, travel mugs. Like I have one of those um, silver metal thermos kind of things that they're not they're refusing yep, they're to not. Uh, do those. Nope. Um, I don't know what the scare is there. Uh, I mean, it's not like you're licking the. They're not. It's just. It's, oh, I mean, I, I don't understand it. Like I said, I understand that this is something that we need to keep an eye on. We need to get it. Uh, need to get a vaccine everything for just it's the media is blowing this so far out of proportion who knows to what end or for what purposes um i mean time will tell we'll see what, what becomes of it but i'm looking forward to the point to where we don't have to continue to talk about it because i know that even on my other show htm tech uh is something that's still going to come up um because i mean this is affecting the the new consoles coming out as well uh, especially the new playstation 5 uh, I'm sure that this is why there's been a big delay on announcing because Microsoft has already announced theirs and basically the details about it. And Sony is just like it's up in the air. And the speculation is that because of this, a lot of the, the factories have been closed. So they apparently haven't really had time to kind of develop the hardware properly. So that's why that they're behind. But I mean, pff, uh, I'm just looking forward to the to just this to be done for and I mean, get back to business as usual. Cause honestly, I'm getting sick and tired about hearing about the coronavirus and I'm getting tired of talking about it. And I'm sure listeners are getting tired of hearing it as well. So, oh, yes. um, so looking forward to that all being said and done. Now, before we do go, let's uh, talk a little bit of breaking news. Cause I think there's a, a few things to kind of mention here. And I think the first one that I'll kind of lead off with is coming up on that next episode of dynamite. We have an intriguing matchup that's set to happen. We're going to have, um, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guarva or Guarva. I'm probably mispronouncing his last name, but it's kind of weird to say. Uh, versus Guevara. Guevara. Sam Guevara. Uh, versus Adam Page and a to be determined partner. Now, I love when this kind of thing happens. And they're keeping it under wraps to create that element of surprise, which, as you all know, Carl really knows that I like that element of that surprise. So I'm going to be really curious to see uh, who his partner is going to be. I know a lot of people are thinking one of the young bucks. I think that's a little too on the nose. I'm hoping it's somebody that's making a debut. You know, maybe a Matt Hardy, maybe a, a Brody Lee, who knows. But uh, I like that they're uh, leaving this kind of open, and I'm just – I'm. I'm invested now. I want to find out who this is going to be. And I just hope that it's uh, a good legitimate surprise. And it's not just an on the nose. Oh, it's, oh, it's, uh, it's actually just Kenny or it's one of the young bucks or uh, somebody that's already been there. So hopefully they have a good legitimate surprise here waiting for us. Yes. Hopefully they do. This is something that they can really work and build off yeah. of. This is uh, perfect for them to do this. And especially if they're going to bring in a new star, or even if they're going to take one that's kind of down in the uh, lower ranks right now to kind yeah. of elevate them a little bit. Perfect way yeah. to do it. The The only existing one that I would like to see it kind of be, he's already on the roster, but he's been kind of missing in action. So uh, we're talking Joey Janela. He seems to be kind of, have been kind of MIA as of recently, or maybe even Jimmy Havoc. He could bring one of those two back. I would be okay with uh, it being one of those, or like I said, a legitimate surprise that we're not aware of yet. So one of those things yeah. I'll, I'll be perfectly happy with. Me too. Um, something else that we want to talk about, uh, a bit of an unfortunate uh, piece of news in, in this uh, past week or so, uh, Mr. Scott Steiner, after an appearance in Impact Wrestling, was taken to the hospital. Um, I don't know the exact details of what was going on with him, but it looks like he's uh, doing a little bit better now. So the big bad booty daddy looks like he is uh, uh, on a bit of a... Uh, bounce back. Uh, just looking at him physically, though, recently, I don't know if you kind of picked up on this, uh, at the very least, dude's lost a lot of weight. Um, mm-hmm. He's not looking like your usual jacked Scott Steiner. He's looking a little frail these days. I know he's getting a little up there in age, but, uh, you know, hopefully that uh, he'll pull through and be okay. I mean, I've never really been a big fan of, of the guy, but uh, he has done some good stuff there. And, we, of course, we don't uh, wish anything bad on any of the, um, especially the well-known well names in professional wrestling. I mean, obviously he was somebody yeah. of some significance and did a lot of good, did some bad stuff as well, but uh, was definitely somebody who's memorable in the industry. So hopefully, uh, like I said, the old big bad booty daddy will be uh, uh, alive and well for a little while longer. Yeah, hopefully so. I mean, really, uh, I've seen a whole bunch of different things about it. Um, you know, there was some, uh, he, he, he collapsed, he actually fell, uh, backstage and then they rushed him to the hospital and then there was emergency heart surgery, mm-hmm. apparently from okay. what I've heard. Um, and then, yeah, apparently he's 
out of surgery. Everything yeah. is good. He's expected to make a hundred percent recovery Fantastic. from reports that I've been seeing and reading. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, what do you got for breaking news, Carl? I got something a little bit um, comical for us today Sweet. coming out of the professional wrestling world and real life nice. in Japan. So uh, I'm just going to read the headline here to you. It says, guy deliberately bumping into women regrets it when he tries it on a pro wrestler. Always a bad idea. So Japanese women wrestlers uh, are just as tough on the outside as they are inside that ring. And if you don't believe it, listen to this. <laughs> so... We have a uh, uh, Hirio uh, Matsumoto, okay, freelance woman's wrestler, Hiro Matsumoto. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm very bad with my Japanese, you're Chinese, better than, all of that. You're better at it than I am. <laughs> she writes, as I was passing someone on the street, they came and came at me, bumped into me maliciously as if they were trying to knock me away. But because I have a habit of returning a blow, if I get tackled, I accidentally sent him flying. I am sorry. It was out of force of habit. I at least hope that this can be uh, impetuous for them to stop bumping into people. <clears throat> now, if that's not funny enough, we have her tag team partner, her occasional tag team partner, Dash. <laughs> responded by saying the same thing happened to me yesterday. So for those of you that are over there, if you think that they are just small little women that can't do anything, you are so incorrect. Definitely. I mean, they will take you down if they have to. So don't be one of those people that's just randomly bumping into people. If you do apologize, something like that, make sure that it's known. If not, you could be bumping into a female wrestling star that will take you out. I think the only thing worse than that would be to, for like a fan or just a, a bystander to interfere in, in a match in progress in any kind of capacity, whether it's climbing over the, uh, the railing uh, or actually if you're really super dumb getting actually getting in the ring and confronting uh, these wrestlers. I mean, I, I've seen a little bit of this recently as well. I can't remember what promotion or where this happened, but somebody threw basically threw their beer at one of the, um, one of the wrestlers during a match and then tried to make some physical contact people <laughs> and say this. Uh, it's been a little while since I've said this, but don't for the love of God ever interfere Unless you are booked or set to, to do a spot of this in this capacity or whatever, just don't ever interfere in a match at all because literally any wrestler will physically retaliate and kick your ass because it's the equivalent of somebody literally interfering. Because this is the people, this is their job, and this is the equivalent of you basically interfering in somebody's job when they're in the midst of doing it, regardless of what it is. And, and in wrestling, if you interfere like that, it's they have carte blanche to to kick your ass, and 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 they are well within their rights to do so. Uh, you're interfering with their their livelihood when it comes to this. So just don't do it ever, and in any way possible, don't don't ever lay a finger or throw something at somebody or anything. Like it's just it's it's a bad idea all around. I can't believe that this kind of stuff still happens, but it does. <laughs> just crazy. I know, I know Man. it's ridiculous. Um, I think something else that can be uh, kind of noted here, and it's starting to really make its way around, coming out from on Twitter by um, many people that have been watching and have were in the live crowd for Elimination Chamber. Hmm. Um, about half of the people, from what I am seeing, left oh, before... Wow the show even ended wow. now you're you're looking it was in philadelphia you're looking at a philly crowd that doesn't help you <laughs> a philly crowd is going to want good stuff and if you're just going to give them crap then they're just going to get up and leave and it looks as though from what i'm seeing that's what's happened yeah and Along with that too, with the show, the one of the big things seemingly that people have latched onto uh, of all things was from the the Daniel Bryan Drew Gulak match. That apparently when 
Uh, Daniel took the suplex off the off the turnbuckle. Supposedly, he had a bit of a wardrobe malfunction where I guess one of his testicles popped out of his tights. And this is something that people have latched onto and be like, "Oh my god!" You know, just it's it's not unusual in a wrestling match. Just it's so bizarre, Carl, that this is one of the things out of the show that so many people are latching onto and crapping on them for. Just it's mind boggling to say the very least. Definitely it is. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it, man. So, I mean, one of his nuts popped out. Who cares? <laughs> Just, it's, and it's, it's, oh. I have no words. I have no words. All right, man. Well, <laughs> I guess if it about wraps up, I can't believe we're wrapping up the episode on, on that note. Uh, Daniel Bryan's nuts exposed during a match. Who friggin' cares, folks? It happens. It happens. People have crapped themselves in a ring. It happens to the best of us, to the best yep. of professional wrestlers. Things happen. Uh, just, yeah, it's so weird. Okay, <laughs> let's wrap it up here, man. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Have a nice day. It's me, it's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk. But check out all of our other shows. We have content especially led up by the flagship show, Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find that all at hittingthemarks.com. Run.